You're listening to the Coach T Podcast hosted by my dad. Welcome to another edition of the Coach T Podcast. My name is Isaiah Thomas. The season one finale is here. First and foremost, I want to thank you all for everything you have done for me in supporting the podcast. When I first took this venture on in January, I never thought it would get as big as it is now with my coaching colleagues and friends telling me how great of a job I'm doing, and I'm really appreciative of that. And as I've explained multiple times in all of these um, podcasts, it really was for the young coaches to kind of get some feedback on how to become a successful coach. And the fact that I've interviewed different coaches with a different variety of success Uh, I think has also helped in many ways because I think that we look at success so differently because this guy's winning X amount of state titles when realistically a coach's job to be successful is to turn their athletes into productive members of society. So I hope that everybody is getting that. At least that's the feedback I've gotten. So I went to the Michigan Wrestling Association Coaches Clinic and had a blast. Uh, made it there Friday and got to see a lot of my coaching buddies like the Corey Cadoro and Corey Robinson from Met, from Meridian, uh, Coach Mills, former coach of Grand Valley State, who uh, is also the business owner of Mills Wrestling, which has a variety of products. He's done multiple videos with high-level athletes like Ed Ruth, Hunter Steber, Brent Metcalf, you name it. He's done it. Uh bumped into Mindset Mike, Mike Moore, RJ Boudreaux, the list goes on and on, and, and had some really great conversations. And, and one of those conversations I had was with uh, the uh, uh, Coach Randolph of Clinton and Mindset Mike. And we talked about how wrestling has really changed from a sport that was about you beat the guy into submission, basically, to win. And, and getting your hand raised was the ultimate goal. And we've kind of refined that to it's about the process, having fun, and giving your best effort. And in some ways, it has freed a lot of athletes from being stressed out when they go to practice or to compete in their matches. And that's kind of the beauty of that mindset shift and I was talking about when I was wrestling in high school especially I think that my coach did an amazing job of keeping me focused on our goal and making them goals that were tangible like get to you know your goal is to get to the podium you know if you're top four that means you're advancing and then always being able to read how I was doing in practice if I was a little little down he was able to pick me up I was doing real well. He gave me a good push. So things like that. It was a great conversation. I think that you've seen that um, watching these high-level athletes in the state of Michigan and probably across the country, but primarily the state of Michigan, what I'm talking about, going to these high-level competitions and beat kids they shouldn't beat, all because they enjoy the process. They wrestle through those 15 to 20 seconds, try to win those 15, 20 seconds, try to compete as hard as you can in these positions. And, And you've seen the growth in that. Uh, the next day, got to go to a couple of the clinics. First one was the the membership clinic, and and I love the the changes that are going on within the Michigan Wrestling Association. Over the last five years, 
the movement that's taken place with we have a executive board we have girls wrestling finally as a division for the MHSAA we have regional representation across the state six regional reps and these coaches get to get together and voice their opinions and there's a chain of command which I don't believe was there when I first joined the Michigan Wrestling Association back in 2008. That being said, nobody's resting on their laurels. They continue to work hard to improve the sport, and not just for the coaches. I want to get that clear. We're trying to improve wrestling as a whole and make it a great experience for those athletes so that they have some memories there. And I also believe that the officials, too, doing a better job of instilling um, sportsmanship in our athletes and our parents, which brings me to our officials or rules meeting, which is always nice. Uh, Sam Davis does an amazing job explaining the rule changes or modifications. But the big thing that MHSAA is harping on, and we've talked about a little bit in our podcast in the past, is sportsmanship. And I believe that as a coach... You have to be the example. And if you're not the example, people are going to feed off that and are going to think that that behavior is okay. Officials will miss calls, just as coaches will not make the right call. And it's up to you really to look at it from two ways. You can either look at it from a negative point of view, where you're like, this referee is trying to get us. Or you can look at it from a positive point of view and say, hey, i got to focus on my athlete and doing what it takes for to help my athlete compete to the best of their ability. Once you switch that shift in mindset, then it just permeates throughout your entire program. And having that conversation with your parents when you have your parents meeting and talking about, hey, sportsmanship is number one, not just from your child or or, or athlete, it's from you as a parent. You got to set that example. You see a bad call, it's not about the bad call. It's about continuing to keep your athlete child positive in the match. So those great things that that I learned from. And then the opportunity to listen to our wrestling Hall of Famers and the messages that they gave to us was great. Uh, Tony Berg from Springport, which I'm from the Lansing area. Springport has always had some fantastic teams. And he was kind of the pioneer of that of that program. Has done an amazing job and still helps out the program. And his former athlete, uh, Coach Pratt's the one that really kind of summed up his career in a nutshell. Because Tony was a uh, he was a man of few words. I'll put it to you that way. And then Jim Morissette, uh, head coach of Anchor Bay, who I've had some experiences with. Jim is a fantastic coach and has produced some fantastic teams at Anchor Bay, and really talked about how you can't do this without support of your family. And he was very appreciative from the support from his parents to his wife, to his kids, to allow him the opportunity to continue to do the thing that he loves, which is coaching wrestling. Uh, Norm Young was another Hall of Famer, but he could not make it because he was actually in a like world tennis competition. I'll have to check back on that. So Bob Veach, who was also going to the Hall of Fame at the same time, uh, said some beautiful words about Norm, who was uh, from Lansing Sexton and Russell at Michigan State, and has been a phenomenal uh, wrestling ambassador his entire life. I really appreciate the contributions he has made, and hopefully one day I get to meet him. And then Bob Veach, who I have had the 
pleasure being around since I was 11, 12 years old because we always wrestled a lot of Lakewood Vikings uh, back in my day, back in the freestyle days. And one of my teammates at MCC was Tony Harmer, who ended up being an All-American at MCC, who is now the new head coach at Lakewood. And Bob just talked about how when they were in the Capitol Circuit, you know, he, he had to wrestle some tough teams, Eaton Rapids with uh, Jack Provencial and then Scott Warner and then uh, Mason with Jeff Pittman and how those three teams would battle for the Capitol Circuit conference title every year and how he would steal stuff from those coaches and we talk about this a lot where wrestling is is one of those things where you see something you like you take it you make it your own but all these coaches are so available to talk to you when they want it they want to help you the best they can and that was the big thing he said like in our competitions obviously we wanted to win but we were not afraid to share our tricks of the trade or make certain drills our own to improve our program My thing when it comes to the wrestling clinic, it should be one of the number one priorities of many of the coaches in the state of Michigan. I think you learn a lot. There's a lot of networking that goes on and just the opportunity to share stories and really push forward in the sport. I am looking forward to getting back on the mat. So after my year away, I have decided to coach middle school wrestling this year at the school that I teach at, Penn Conning. Uh, it works best for my schedule, and honestly, I was missing it. And I think I've talked about this before, where when I first stepped away, that was my first break from the sport of wrestling in my entire life. And it was good to kind of look back at some of the things that I had done well, some of the things I need to improve on as a coach, uh, I spent a lot, you know, 10 years of my coaching career at Western and, and learned a lot, learned a lot. And, and hopefully I can take those lessons that I learned and put it into my middle school coaching um, career, which it's kind of kind of coming full circle. When I moved back from from skiing into Lansing, one of my my first real coaching job was coaching at Otto Middle School in Lansing for three years. And I can remember just having great memories of those athletes who every now and then will contact me and ask me how I'm doing. I ask them how they're doing. So it's fun to be back and back in this this uh, this area and, and helping out the Pink County Spartans and looking forward to a, to a great season. And thank you. This is season one finale. For the Coach T Podcast, we will be back this Friday, opening up with Season 2. So I hope you enjoy, and I'll see you when I see you. Have a great season. Thank you for listening to the Coach T Podcast by my dad.